to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. My brain is not working right now. I find that hard to believe. Normally, I, you're I on... should have a monster and lots of alcohol in it. Do you have more monster? No, I've drunk it all. I've got that. We still got that V from what is that big V from? I don't know. Uh, two two years uh, ago, um, forty eight. Forty eight. Yeah. No, that's terrible. No. V's gross. No, I don't like V. That's why it's still in the fridge. Um. Hello, welcome to episode two hundred seventy eight of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris and I'm Sam. Hello, party people. What's happening? Party in the house. Party in the house because you can't go anywhere yet. You can't go anywhere yet. We're on day who knows of lockdown. I don't actually know. I think it's in the twenties. I don't think we cracked thirty yet. Well, you have know, we twenty something? We can't complain because neither of us are exactly locked down. Sam's uh, having a uh, a long weekend, basically just finishing up three days, three days off. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm getting into a long weekend, so he goes back to work tomorrow, and I've got Saturday, Sunday, Monday off. Woohoo! Um, so that'll be the closest the two of us have got to lockdown. So don't feel jealous because, honestly, sometimes I feel jealous of the people in lockdown, seriously, with the idiots I've got to deal with. I think it all depends on your personality type and what you've got to do to keep yourself busy. So for some people, it's quite easy and they're quite liking it. This is people that don't can't go to work. I think there's two groups of people. There's some yeah. people that have got other projects. Working from home can be frustrating because oh, you yeah, know totally. you've got to work. Yeah, 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 totally. But, and, and it's a barrier. And it's a different environment so as well. So I can see how that would be a bit frustrating. But if you can't actually work because you're, you know, you're a chef at a restaurant, let's say, because... You can't go to work, right? Or you're a tourism worker. Pretty oh, much. I just thought I just clicked onto who that's probably affecting. Little Nathan. Little Nathan. Sorry, little Nathan. Well, I uh, know you're probably not listening, but you should be. I think he will be. Okay. Well, It'll it's hard to tell. We don't know who's listening. We don't ever know who's listening. So um, anyway, um, yeah, if you see, I could quite happily, as you well know, spend, I don't know, a week sitting in my room um, playing video games and reading books. I uh, was surprised you went with a week there. I thought you were going to say four days. But uh, yeah, a week. A week sounds about right. <laughs> uh, am I missing something? No, no. I just I just thought that, it, uh, like, I thought four days sounded like a lot for some reason. And then you just like, nah, it'd be like a, be like a whole week. Yeah, I could do a week. No problem. Okay, so. Um, yes. I'm going to start with this story, which is not a great story, but. It's not a great story. It's not a great story, but it's a story. So we'll start with that story. So there's one term that has gained popularity of recent months, years, whatever. That months I, or years, okay. Or whatever. Um, that I always thought was a lazy term that I would never, ever, ever, ever use. Yourself. Myself. Okay. And I used it this, this week. So what happened was uh, Jacinda had... Um, announce the what we're doing about level three, going down to level three, and all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. And so Beryl at work, Beryl uh, <coughs> is from the southern part of Africa. I don't want to say South African because I think it's Namibia. She's from okay. originally. Um, uh, a white person, not a, a a native of Africa. Just saying. I don't know why that's important. Um, just to give the, the picture. But, well, it, it definitely speaks to the conservative view. She has a very conservative view on things. Okay. And we were having a discussion about... Um, so I, I, is this we, today? We, we, yeah, no, this is early in the week. Okay. This is, uh, when was the announcement made? Was that 
Monday Tuesday, night. Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Monday, Monday. Yeah, so Monday. it was Monday night. So Monday we've been talking about it, and she's like, I hope we get out of this lockdown. And I'm like, you know, it's we've got to be careful. And like, ah. So Monday night was the announcement. Tuesday morning, I saw a first thing in the morning, and I said, yeah. oh, so how do you? Th- what do you think of um, the plan? Jacinda's um, plans? And it devolved rapidly. I mean really rapidly. I think the tone I said it in, she took it as a challenge, and then she took it down a peg. So within like a minute, we were at the point. And so there's a South African guy, uh, Jacques, is next to her as well. Okay. And within a minute or so, we go down to, um, she's saying, put it this way, if Jacinda Ardern was a dog, I'd take her to a vet and have her put down. And, okay. and I was like, because none, so she... none of the argument made sense. And, and I did it. I just went, okay, boomer, and walked away. And Jacques there went, wow. So, wow. <laughs> okay. So does she, does she fully uh, back like national normally, like Simon? I don't think it's even a... Political, political party, thing. party thing. Like, it's certainly a political view thing. There's okay. all these lazy buggers that are getting free money at the moment. They're coming into our work and buying piss with it, and they don't care about lockdown anyway because they're having a party in the car park. Oh, and okay. Yeah. It's the sort of mentality. Now, I will say, uh, about, about an hour or so later, I gave her a hand with some stuff. She goes, Oh, I didn't think you were going to give me a hand after this morning's discussion. Uh, it was right, and we actually had a good chat because um, she explained where she was coming from a little bit more, which made some sense because um, she's still. It wasn't five about- G towers, was it? No, it wasn't five G towers. It was, it, it was much more about you know if you keep the lockdown too stringent for too long, you'll drive the behaviour underground, and people will start misbehaving, like like the whole black market type okay. argument. So I get that; that makes sense. And I explained my thing was. We have a limited number of healthcare professionals. And if we redline the healthcare industry, they're the ones just statistically that are going to get hurt first. They're going to get the thing because they're dealing with these people. We're going to lose them. And if we lose enough of them, it's going to be a really bad next two decades because it's going to take 20 years to train up another batch of doctors and nurses. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's right. you, You have a finite resource. Yeah, people in the supermarkets like myself that are filling up shelves. But yeah, easier, but we can kill them off. That easier, doesn't matter. But, but easier to get you guys. <laughs> yeah, you can get you can replace them. But those healthcare workers, which is who's going to get hurt, um, they're not as replaceable. So she goes, "Oh, I hadn't thought of that." Which you know, I don't think a lot of people have. But um, yeah. So anyway, it, it, it worked out well in the end. But I will say that's the first and possibly only time I'll ever utter the words "Okay, boomer." You say that now. I'm sure you. That's that's your new go-to for anything. I actually felt weird saying it. It's funny. Not that I'm a boomer. I'm Generation X for the record. But I don't know if she's that much older than me anyway. Anyway. <laughs> okay then. Anyway, that was my first story of the day. <laughs> I have just got home from work. I am absolutely shattered, and I wasn't making sense before I poured this whiskey. So hopefully that will um, help me lubricate the brain cells and we'll be good uh yeah we'll see hey you know what you need <laughs> i just popped up on my instagram feed and i was like i watched this whole oh was it instagram feed no it was youtube i was watching youtube and this ad came up and on my oh i forgot youtube had ads 
I still pay for the... the YouTube thing. has ads if I look at it on my mobile. I block everything on the computer and laptop, and that's fine, and I never see the ads. Oh, okay. You can do that, but... Uh, I pay the money. Oh, no, <laughs> I'm not paying their money for their stalkerish bullshit. Mm, fair enough. Um, but this ad came up, and it was this guy selling the jaws of size. Have you seen that? Jaws of size. Jaws of size. It's like a rubber ball thing you put in your mouth, and you go... I might have seen that. I think it might have come up on Facebook. I didn't waste time like watching. Mm. I watched it silently for yeah, a bit yeah. and then moved on. I the, think, the, yeah, it might have, yeah, yeah, they go right into it. And then apparently it was a Kickstarter back in the day. We might have missed that. I'm not sure. But uh, there's three different levels you can get um, and they're stronger to bite on. And it's this rubber ball thing, which may have a necklace with it if you want to have that around your neck. And it's got little... Um, uh, what do you call it when you mold the rubber to teeth, your teeth? Teeth indentations. Yeah, so you do that. You heat it up and then it molds, and then you sit there going. Rrr, 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 rrr. And I looked into. What's it. the benefit of it? Wow, it increases your I'm, jawline. I was just going to say it's what you have to have with you in a zombie apocalypse, and you stuff it in there, and they come out. You're going, rrr, 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 but yeah. they've got a ball in their mouth. No, so it, it strengthens your jaw muscles and gives you a more defined jawline and all this crap. But there was a YouTube guy that brought a video out a couple of months ago, and he was just like, "Look, I'm looking into this," and he goes, "Your front teeth are for like slicing through stuff, and your molars at the back do the chomping and stuff, and this thing only works the front." And he goes, I can't imagine this being any good for you. And a few of the comments, and I agree with them, because some of the before and after shots, the people look exactly the same. (laughs) And then another guy says, actually, the ones that do look different, he goes, look at the lighting. It's completely different lighting. Or or they've shaved. (laughs) No, well, they got woman doing it as well. And they've just changed the lighting, and there's a bit of a shadow now. It looks really weird. Check out, uh, we'll have the video on the show notes, so go check that out. Um, The guy's selling it pretty hard. He may be a Kiwi, this guy that's doing this one ad. I'm not sure. But he's like, oh, it's so good. Yeah, they were right into it. And I I remember seeing the ad now. um, Like I said, I didn't spend any time, but it's a a high quality, well-produced ad. Yeah, I think so. Because he says at one point, there's exercise equipment for every other part of your body. So why not something for your mouth? Okay. Cool, I need to invent something for my ears where I'm going to have little weights attached like on a headphone and I'm going to go like this, left and right, left and right. Yeah, um, he's shaking his head for those that can't see. Uh, <laughs> I I wanted to add the story, but it was like, nah, it's not that big a story, but I'll put it in, I'll find the thing. Yeah. So I, I just wrote the note, storytelling festival. So it was a storytelling festival on and it was due to be on and they couldn't really do it with all the... Hang on, um, hang on. What? So, where's this? Here? New Zealand? Let me finish my story. Oh, sounds so like you're missing a, facts. There's a lot missing. This is the whole point. Uh, and, but with the COVID-19, they have to do it digitally. I'm like, oh, that's sort of maybe interesting. I'll look into it. So then I go to look at it yesterday. yesterday oh, okay. And I was like, right, I better fill in some of these because Sam will say, hmm, that sounds a bit vague. I need some facts. So I went in there yesterday. Exactly. And I, how many storytelling festivals do you think there'd be? I thought there'd be this one storytelling festival. Uh, that I don't even know what it is. Storytelling is basically what it sounds like. No, but it's- are they making up a – do they come up with their own story or is it the performance piece? Most of the festivals have – workshops where they learn um, how to present a story and workshops of... I didn't know whether they 
wrote their own. I, I never even thought no, that. No, that, that's what I was just it. wondering. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I, I presume some of them do. So the question was, how many do you think there are? I don't know. Ten? I don't know. Are, yeah, we talking, was, are you talking worldwide? Yeah, they were all over the place. And okay. so I assume I'd the never, one that the story was about was the Calgary one, which okay. is actually over now. Um, but they're all... I, I'm going through these websites. Like I keep coming up with them on Google. I'm like, is it this one? No, it's this one. And they're all like, we're going to have to cancel because of COVID-19. We're going to have to cancel. I'm like, of all the conferences you could do online, this has got to be one of the easiest ones. Surely. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's you just like, have, I don't know. You'd have one person talk at a time and I don't know how it works. Yeah. And how, what do you, okay, um, there's so many questions. <laughs> okay. Because in a live event, they don't, do they have multiple people in multiple locations telling stories and you can go no, between I, them? Or is it, or are you seated and they come out onto a stage site? That's how I think it is. Like a, like a normal conference, one speaker at a time. And from Australia, we have this guy. Talking I'll about a dingo, mate. A dingo and a, a didgeridoo. Um, yeah, no, so. Um, oh, okay. Anyway, I was just like, that was more of a story about finding a story than actually there wasn't a story. So anyway. <laughs> it's interesting uh, to see how um, people are dealing with it. So field days have now come out uh, that they're going to do the whole of field days digitally online. Uh, it's running for two weeks and I'm not really sure what that entails. I've got a funny feeling it's mainly the innovation stuff and the stuff in that pavilion we went to where the guy was talking about satellites last year. Yeah. Where most people that go to field days don't go and listen to any of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how it plays out, but they've partnered with some big crowd that does all the online stuff. There'll be a lot of marketing stuff. There'll be a lot of come into our special... It'll be like a web shop in I think field so. days, I think. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, so... We, we, we up- have our media pass. I don't know how that works. We are media, and we get the updates before they come out, and we're not 100% sure what we're doing, but we're going to try and track some people down, hopefully. Yeah, we will do some online interviews, maybe. I don't know. We we'll Actually, maybe we, we could just we might just do a review session, little bite-sized podcasts where we're looking at something, maybe. Yeah. Well, Dep- well it depends how they've set it up. We'll yeah. find out. To be to be uh, confirmed. We know um, you're excited and can't wait for us to talk about agricultural things. <laughs> uh, that's Sam's joy and passion. Um, okay, so this uh, have you heard of Beamer Film? Who that's different from Beam? That was a social media app. Hey, yes, yes, okay, completely so, different. No, okay, no, okay. So I heard about this a couple of weeks ago. It's called Beamer Film, and someone mentioned it maybe overseas or something, and they said, look. If you can get on this thing and your library has it, you have access to free movies, free documentaries, and there's a ton of content, right? And about five days ago, four days ago, Hamilton Libraries goes, hey, we've got Beamer now to sign in with your library card. Beamer film. Yes! So, Hamilton City Libraries, shout out to you guys, because yeah. you've got my, um, which if I was in lockdown, I'd be totally hammering that again. Uh, what's it called again? Linda? Yeah. Linda.com. So normally that costs you 20, 30 bucks a month US. Yeah, you get that for free. You get that for free through the library. Beamer film probably costs you normally something. I don't, through- no, I don't think there is an actual cost. I think it's just for libraries. I'm oh, not okay. 100% sure. Yeah. There's quite a lot of very interesting looking documentaries in there. There's quite a lot of Australian independent films from what I've had a quick look. I've got the app on my phone. You play it. You can Chromecast it straight away. Oh, all, really? All cool. for free. 
Sweet. Uh, Beamer film. We Check do that like, out. We do like that. We'll have a link in the show notes, no doubt. Yes. Okay. Um, now, cruisers, cruise ships, they've had a pretty bad name with this whole COVID-19 That's thing, right? right. They're all, yeah, we're going to scrap them. No, well. Are we? You haven't heard about that one that was in New Zealand. So about the time a lot of this crap, um, and I should have like made notes, so this is going to be vague. I, like, I can't remember the name of the ship now. Um, but anyway, it was leaving Pacific Wellington. <laughs> probably. It was leaving Wellington, yes. New Zealand, um, and all the coronavirus thing went a bit nuts. Yeah, that's right. And it went, we're due, the captain said, he made an executive decision. He says, well, we're due to go to Sydney. But That's we're not right. going to stop. We're not going to stop anywhere. So they've been they've been floating around and and sailing to the northern hemisphere for the last six weeks without porting anywhere. Okay. So while we're in lockdown, they're in a big bubble. They have total. We can communicate with everyone because nobody on board had COVID. So for the last six weeks, while we've been locked down, oh. they are a big bubble of whatever. I don't know how many is in a ship. 5,000? 10,000? I don't know. 20,000 for all I know. I don't know how many in, in I think those. you may have overestimated, but yeah. Okay. 5,000? Oh, well, because they have a crew of 500, so. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, okay. Anyway, whatever. Whatever the crew, crew size is. And so it's it's now only just, well, last few days. When I, I can't remember what day I wrote this down. Um, Doctor, I think it's Germany or, or somewhere in, in, in oh, Europe. Okay. So, um, and he's, and those guys were all like, yeah, no, it's been great. It's been great cruise, you know, real happy with the captain for so obviously, making that decision. We're not going to go how, anywhere. How long was the original cruise for then? Like well, a week? It was supposed to days? be. Um, we don't know. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. I but think the, it was the whole six weeks to get somewhere. Oh, okay. um, But there were supposed to be all these stops. And yeah. he goes, look, we're not stopping and taking people on and off. I assume they let people off through that, but I don't know for sure. But oh. it was like, there's no shore leave. There's nobody going ashore. Um, we're keeping it as it is. And, uh, yeah, and it was a bit weird because they're like, oh, now we've got to go into this lockdown thing. Yeah. But anyway, so that's the one good cruise story out of the whole COVID thing. Well, that's good. Uh, you got this kickstart or drop kick with a difference up here. Oh. That's you. Didn't we talk about that last week? No, I moved it across. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. I thought we talked about this last week. So, uh, yeah, this is actually quite old news now. You might have heard of this now. Captain I, Tom Moore? Vaguely, yeah. Yeah, so Captain Tom Moore, um, who's probably about 100 now. He was His 100th birthday was in a couple of weeks, and I had actually written this down a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and um, he he had just come out of the hospital and he'd had uh, hip surgery. It was really bad. So he's good as Walker. There's a photo. Yep. Look at him go. And he said he was going to, to do laps of the backyard, laps back and forth across yeah, the yeah. backyard. That's right. To, to um, raise money for the health service for the NHS. Yes, that's right. And he was going to try and um, get raise a thousand pounds, so he did it for a week, and he raised four million pounds. Yes, and then the BBC News put it on because I heard it, and I went, "Oh, I'll write that down." Yeah, and then two days later they went did an update. He's now at twelve million pounds. But you know what his figure is now. I have no idea. Twenty-seven million pounds. Holy! Uh, and he's going to be a special guest on Britain's Got Talent on the final. I think it was. 
Oh, wow. And I bring him in. Because I'm not sure if he can sing or play, do something. I'm not sure if he's doing something, but yeah. So uh, I saw a few comments and they were like... You see the old photos of him? No. He's a good, good-looking good guy back in the day. It was, it Look was at him a, sporting that mo. This is in India and Burma. He he uh, served in India and Burma during World War Two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's him now. Crazy. We'll have uh, a link to that story in the in the show notes. In the show notes. Very good. Uh, there were some people saying it's a shame that when you've got a war veteran that can raise that type of money instead of, I don't know, the government. Um, Usual stuff. Yeah. No, don't be haters. It's a good story. It is a good story. Hey, there's this thing called Substack. Have you come across Substack? Seems no. to be the new thing, Chris. I've seen it popped up all over the place. Okay, so, and, and what? Oh, yeah, it's like a website slash newsletter platform, and it sort of looks like Medium. Like, if you look at a story on Substack, mm. it looks like a Medium story almost, sort of, that font sort of thing. Because Medium always just reminds me of a very clean WordPress. Yes, so this website's very clean. And the the reason I found out about this is because David Farrier is using Substack, and I can't remember what his newsletter so, is. So it's like a WordPress-type platform. Is no, no, no. It's just, no? it's just a. I don't know. It's just a website where these people, David Farrier, and if, probably every freaking person that you want to follow, seem to be on it. Okay, so it's like Medium. It is actually a. a yeah, yeah. A, sorry, no, sorry. Yeah, okay. I'm with you. But it's a, it's an email newsletter thing. So David Farrier's got an email newsletter, and he sends out a random story, but it also gets published on this website. Right. And that's all good. And you keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it for free. And then at some point. You can say, hey, I'm going to charge for my newsletter now. And you get money from the people that read your newsletter, like Patreon, sort of. Yeah. These guys take 10% of the amount that you make. Okay. That's it. That's the whole deal about it. Um, but yeah, David Farrier's newsletter is pretty interesting. He just covers little weird stories and stuff that he's found. No, or, he's, he's cool. Uh, like okay. talking to some uh, scammer that he's been talking to for the last like two years. Uh, and he hopes it's not a bot, but it's some random woman, and he ca- ca- <laughs> get, uh, catches up with her like every couple of days. Oh, so he, he's a good. So check out Substack. Uh, I'm not sure if it's .com, but just Google Substack, and there's uh, a whole bunch of people are publishing content on there now. Um, yeah, seems to be the new thing. I um, I saw some videos <laughs> this afternoon, uh, as I want to do on my break, and it was um, Donald Trump and his latest thing, and I'm like. So when you're listening to this, it'll be a few, few days after I've just seen this. So you, this may end up being everywhere. I don't think you've seen this yet, Sam. <clears throat> Maybe not. But he's at a press conference, and it, uh, I only saw the clip. So it was only clipped from I don't know what was happening. He comes back to the podium. It's like somebody's been asking questions, and maybe somebody else had just answered one. I don't know. And he walks back to the podium. And he oh, goes, okay. Oh, yeah. Um, so we're going to test a few different things. So I've, I've learned that viruses um, are have a problem with the light. So we're going to test, you know, Shining lights on people, and even through this, and I'm going to do it internally. I'm like, how do you do the light internally? You know, like through the skin or through other methods. Yeah, shove a light bulb up your And he's and he's talking off the side of the podium to like one of the doctors. We can test that, right? Yeah, we're going to test that. So we're going to test that. Well, so is he and making then, this up as he goes? <laughs> this is the good part. This is the part that everyone's going on about. And he goes, but disinfectant. I learned that disinfectant kills. 
uh, like in no time, like in seconds, it kills this virus. So we're going to look at how we can get that into you, like injecting it or something to get the disinfectant to kill the virus. We'll test that, right? There's nobody else in the shot. <laughs> One can only imagine what the doctor's face is saying as the President of the United States publicly on live television says, we should inject ourselves with disinfectant or bleach to get rid of the coronavirus. Because nothing could go wrong with that idea, right? It doesn't. Okay. <laughs> I've got a link to the news story. He's just so special. With people just going, what is going on? Uh, um, they oh, must love it, though, because it's just you never know what's going to happen to any of his stuff. It's it's gone beyond farcical. Look, it really is. It's it's actually painful now. It's well, not, it's killing people. So you know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, got a, a more interesting uh, story uh, for me. It's probably all I've got today. But um, medical detection dogs. So we've heard about those before. They sniff out cancer and stuff like that. Yeah, they they can sniff out all sorts of stuff. So this woman was being um, interviewed. She was from the medical detection dogs. Society or yeah, something course, in the UK, something like that. Oh, UK, UK. Okay. And um, th- what she's putting forward is training the dogs to sniff COVID, both oh. um, active and pre-active. Okay. Because apparently the dogs will be able to pick that up. Mm, um, interesting. And she says, "Look, um, wh- how I see it, it'll be it'll be used in airports. People line up very much like a d- drug dog does. They." Dogs brought down, it takes 0.5 of a second per person. That's all it needs. And then what? if it barks crazy, or yes. if it indicates, indicates yeah. you're, um, you're taken to isolation, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So um, and I, now what got me, so this went on a bit, this interview, and it was fascinating and stuff. <clears throat> um, but what got me the most, how long do you think it would take to train a dog to do that? I wouldn't have a clue because I don't yeah, have I any know. reference points. I know, and neither did I. But I don't know. Give, give me a, a, a couple a, of months, three months. You're not bad. Six to eight weeks. Oh, that seems really short period of time. But then I, I've never trained a dog. But she goes, no, it's six to eight weeks. As long as we've got the samples, we need um, uh, samples that are, have the COVID samples that don't have the COVID and the in between yeah, bits okay. or something. Interesting. Um, then, so as long as we've got the samples, yeah, six to eight weeks. I'm just saying, it's really because. You, you could see that, like, I could see that in shopping malls. If if, if that works and you can get the dogs and they're accurate, shopping malls, restaurants, I think that's all sorts the, of anywhere I, that people go. I think that's the biggest problem, though, is sourcing the dogs, though, isn't it? Because they've got to get the ones with the right temperament and want to yeah, yeah, train, yeah, yeah. trainability, so I think. Be, there must be a bunch of them there because they're cross-training other dogs. So yeah. they're usually using dogs that have already been doing sniffing for other things. And they're just adding something else to the repertoire. Yeah, guess so. Oh, so yeah, interesting. But yeah, it was fascinating. It was just a different idea, and I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. But I mean, again, at this point, that's theoretical. I think because I don't think they've done that with anyone. anyone. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty the um, the dogs that they use for cadavers. They bloody indicate on stuff like ten, twenty years later because they can still smell the skin cells. It's crazy. They just say, it's oh crazy. yeah, it's very cool. Um, so that's pretty much all I have got. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld's come out with, uh, he's doing his first comedy special in 22 years for Netflix. I'd hate to think how much they're paying him. 
It's called 23 Hours to Kill, and that's the poster that they've released for it. Very James Bond-like, but he's holding a microphone. As a gun. As a gun. It's, it's pretty, that's pretty cool. Um, what do you think of Jerry Seinfeld? Uh, I, I don't know how his... I don't know. I've seen some of his uh, getting coffee with comedians in cars. Yeah. And he's a very old school type of comedian coming up through the ranks. And his backstory is really interesting when he talks about it. And there's a lot of crossover between certain people. So I think it was Jerry Seinfeld and oh, someone's going to quote me. I'm going to get this wrong. I think it was Jerry Seinfeld and Eddie Murphy started on the exact same night at the exact same comedy store. Shop. Oh wow! I think it's Eddie Murphy, and he spoke to Eddie Murphy about it. And th- he's got a lot of stuff, and he's very understands how to write a joke, and yeah, he's quite I, I would technical. Say he's technically the, yeah. good. Yeah, that was exactly what I was. But thinking. I don't know how it'll go in See, this climate. I never got into Seinfeld, the 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 TV series. Right? I never. I just watched bits and pieces of it. Yeah, I, never... I saw a couple of. Um, I knew who the characters <clears throat> was. It was never something I was like, oh, I've got to watch that. Yeah. It was just on on all the time. Because a lot of that's um, Larry David, the co-creator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because George Costanza's based on him, and he is batshit crazy in real life, so. Yeah, and I don't know that dude either, David. Oh, he's in Curb Curb Enthusiasm. Curb Enthusiasm, which I tried to watch once and I never looked at it. Yeah, like if you're into it, I think you're into it. Uh, I don't know. Um, Yeah, no, I was just curious because I have seen a few stand-up things with Jerry and he's he's good. Because someone said, but he did something for Netflix a couple of years ago and they said, yeah, but that wasn't new material. That was old stuff and a bit different. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I'd probably watch it, to be honest, um, because, like you say, technically very good. So. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. see how he goes. So that brings us to the end of the podcast, Chris. Yay! Well, I mean, yay. Oh, oh. Time for you I mean. to get into <laughs> your long weekend of My long weekend will nursing consist of this, nursing your drink. Hitman 2 and whiskey, uh, pretty much. I've finished Hitman 1 because uh, Steam had a sale. And those of you who know what Steam is know what pain that brings. Um, so I ended up buying a bunch of Hitman. He's stuff. very happy that he's finished Hitman 1. Oh, dude, it was awesome. And I got all the DLCs and Patient Zero was awesome. Anyway, so I, I envisioned uh, three days of Hitman uh, 2 and lots of whiskey and um, very little exercise. <laughs> That's okay. Well, I get exercise all week carrying things and moving things. So, yeah, yeah I, will, I will go for a walk or two. Very good. What about you? Are you all back at work? Back at work. I got a new chair this week. I'm very happy about that. It's very comfortable. I like it. Oh, right, right. So that's good. Cool. Um, And you had an issue in traffic this week. Did I? With a car, a truck tire. Oh, I just had a truck tire explode next to me, which is a a scary, scary situation. (laughs) It's so loud, so loud. Uh, and then there's tire uh, rubber. So the truck was off. going past, and just the tire blew just while it's next to you. Yeah, yeah. So good times, good times. Yeah, is that why you needed a new seat? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. All right. Well, that's it. that's it from me. Until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.